Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. I feel like I'm like, oh, should I have videos on Reddit now? It's Twitter, Snapchat. It's like, sure, eventually, but then uh, Google just started. It's, it's good. No, that's um, great. That's a great thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, for people that, you know, again, for the limited budgets, like you're, you're not going to be able to do everything. So starting with Google and Meta. So the big question is this, how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman and welcome to conversations with creators welcome back to conversations with creators my name is noah mitman and i am your host and i am so excited to be joined today by john morgenstern the head of investment for vayner x thank you so much for uh, being on man thanks for having me man <laughs> so uh i would love to know what like the general overview of VaynerX's investment like philosophy and strategy is uh sure. in your eyes. Yeah so investment for me obviously is, is actually synonymous with media buying. So like the uh investment in ad inventory on the various mm-hmm. platforms we service on on behalf of our clients, clients being predominantly Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 types of brands where you know kind of wheelhouse from it is um Kind of integrated social creative and all things paid social, in which case investment is very um TikTok ads, meta ads, Snap, YouTube, and like the nuances, the day trading of attention of it all, um, yeah. explaining the details. But these days we do it all, like digital audio, search, TV, connected TV, um, affiliate, the, the whole line. So that's been yeah. to kind of put on to. That's funny too, because like I hear investment and I don't think paid ads which is a totally i guess that is like what modern investing is yeah yeah exactly i mean everyone has different names for it like some other easy color investments some say media activations into media buying um but also the agency level you know it also includes things like ad tech and like third-party software that we use to service this inventory so you know um which tools you license and what's worth the squeeze um and during does have a investment side of his realm. It's more be like Gary Vaynerchuk personal um, brain level. And I get to kind of dabble in his world as like his personal paid media extraordinaire slash like mad guy. So I do get a bit of exposure to that. Yeah. But that's like the exception, you know, like day to day, I live in the details of all these, these paid media platforms and like what drive business results. Yeah, you're just, you're just living in the ad managers, huh? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and how we like to semi-accessible What's uh so within kind of the ad buying space? What's like a recent success story or case study that you're pretty proud of? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Gary talked a lot about this at Cannes. So there's the Cannes line. That's what great city, the whole like, industry conference in, in South France last week. It's like the Oscars of uh, the like large yeah. media and creative games. Very romantic um, about, you know, the greatness and all this sort of stuff. And um, Gary, like, you know, and he was kind of counterpunching a bit against, there's been this like flurry of AI related announcements, like AI tech, sure, from yeah. Google and Microsoft and all the tech companies, but tons of agencies and, and ad tech, marketing tech vendors too, like everyone, you know, gold rush sort of energy. Um, and I mean, there's also been the first to say early on that like, this is AI's incredibly fascinating, compelling and powerful and going to be a human on the steel, but it was just- I like, use it every day. Yeah, but it was just like, you know, it became such a hot topic at Ken. Gary's whole thing was the industry, in his words, the industry, you know, romanticizes yesterday, like the golden age of TV commercials, right. like mass marketing, top down. Um, it uh, loves tomorrow, like AI where things are going. Um, but for today, and this guy's point, this kind of going full circle to your ask, what is happening today? Yes, AI for folks like yourself. Um, it's going to do a lot, but for like the consumer, like the average buyer of household goods, like the average American household, um, where is their attention? What do they care about? It's still predominantly in in, in various minor minds, but the, the social platforms, particularly Meta, YouTube, TikTok at the moment. Um, and then, you know, secondarily, we get really excited about just the state of streaming and, and how many living room eyeballs, as we call them, have like moved over to a connected TV, which finally has more ad supported options. Um, yeah. So honestly, my answer of, of like success stories is still like TikTok performance ads or um, unlocking you know, like meta um, uh, conversion marketing scale through like real creative at a time when everyone's still very reliant on like static existing best practice yeah. sort of meta creative. I will say I've been I've been seeing a lot more sponsored ads on TikTok just in the feed, yeah. Um, yeah, way more than it used to be. Ad load. Yeah, they all the platforms are really cagey about their ad load, like how many ads they serve per session. Is it every yeah. force? Um, so it's always hard to get a straight answer, but it seems like shorts, yeah, YouTube shorts has been yeah. this part of the thing. Absolutely. Um, so it sounds like I mean Gary's kind of you know, fully immersed. That was one of the questions was like, how much has his presence and influence impacted the decision-making and strategy that you do for the company? Yeah. He's big. Like it's a, he's, people I'm sure know he, he's highly energized and works, you know, works super hard, but I think they would underestimate just how much he's like in it and knows what's going on at the yeah. agency. Like everything from the status of client relationships and, you know, recent wins, non-wins, like creative work, media work. So that's been cool. And I get to run all of his like personal brand media. So I need like Gary B ad, that might be about a personal brand, about a conference of his, about yeah. it's the only wine business. Like I, I moonlight doing that, but keeps me fresh and then <laughs> I get to jam on it. Um, so a lot. And, and he really, he really comes top down and, and really, really pushes the org. But he's also the first to say that, especially in like big brand land, we're often like the red tape and like the, the latency and adopting of new things happens for a reason, like, you know, brand risk and all that. But he pushes, he, he likes to say like the industry is at a two um, in terms of like catching up to the state yeah. of, you know, modern digital, short form video creators, AI, et cetera. He comes in like a nine or 10 in terms of like 
um, this is what you should be doing, this is the reality, kind of knowing that it'll, and it's a, it's a good thing, even if we can move the chains with our big agency and our, our big clients. To so he's just, he's just overwhelming clients. every room that he's in, basically, with knowledge. Yeah, like, yes, and and it's what folks want from him and us, like, we're not just there for the work, we're there for, like, the vision and the thinking and the push yeah. on the innovation, like, reality, but and there's always an advantage of the the upstarts, the scrappy folks, the, the challenger D2C brands, like their speed and agility and willingness to do things and, you know, lack of legacy just is an advantage. Um, and so you're always trying to like kind of cut that path. But he sits in that world. He knows that world real well, entrepreneurial, scrappy, and big brand. Um, and that really is the kind of his slash our, our thing. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, What advice would you give to somebody just getting into starting like their first paid ad or, mm-hmm. you know, if they have some money to spend, whatever, I mean, I know budgets vary dr- drastically, but like, what's a good square one for somebody thinking mm-hmm. about doing an ad? I love this question. I mean, I would say for one, it's never been easier to Google, watch YouTube videos, like learn not just how to use the ads interfaces, but even get like the, certification from the platforms like Meta Blueprint, Google Ads Academy, you know, back to LinkedIn Web and mm, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Even all that can at least get you like facile in the interfaces, but nothing compares to just, as Gary would say, um, don't read about doing push-ups so much. Like you just have to do the push-ups. You might perform <laughs> yeah, the yeah. first. You've got to do just it. Just jump in. Yeah. And especially with um, whether it's like a business or a thing that whoever this person is who's going to get in, into the ad and start running them, you know, whether they have it themselves um, as a side hustle or they have family, friends, colleagues that have um, any sort of business. It could be merch, apparel, B2C, it could be B2B, Legion, it could be lawn care, uh, local restaurant. Nothing compares to spending on a, especially the smaller the business and the tighter the dollars, the more you feel it. You know, spending dollars on a business and measuring the impact Ideally, it's like your own thing or something very near and dear to you because the natural energy and care you'll have to swipe the details and run and grow just will be more than, oh, hey, there's a mock, you know, account I made to mock learn. Like, that's good too. Um, And then I'm sure it's great if you can, you know, have agency experience, consulting experience, freelance experience, working on behalf of brands, but the real passion, the curiosity, and like love of the game, getting really good is trying to scale your own thing or trying to scale like your family or friends thing. Um, and then that, that's where the humility comes into because you can hide behind big paid budgets. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what I mean? A little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. When there's not like a specific uh, goal to reach, which is generally getting it out there versus if you have a smaller budget, every dollar you're like, okay, oh, yeah. what are the conversions on this? Like, how is, you know, was this worth exactly. it? What do we need to change? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about what's, what's like a common mistake you see with, uh, with ad buying and a way to kind of get around that or, or not make that mistake in the first place? Yeah. Um, I would say this is not too often, but like starting too wide, like, and I know a lot of folks do this where getting your start in some combo of Google ads and meta ads still does kind of make the most sense. They are kind of yin and yang. Like Google now with things like performance maps and like what their future is going, it's going to look a lot more like a meta, just like, hey, that's your objective, dump in all of your creative, kind of like 
set up or like tracking and attribution of the thing you want and then like don't touch it. Um, it's still much more convoluted and like search exact match, phrase match, kind of like shockingly granular still. But between the two, you know, Google more like fulfilling intent um, and, and, and meta more creating, although Google, you know, creating demand too is the right place to start. But I feel like I'm like, oh, should I have to also on Reddit now? It's Twitter, Snapchat. It's like, sure, eventually, but meta Google to start is, is good. No, that's um, great. That's a great thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, for people that, you know, again, for the limited budgets, like you're, you're not going to be able to do everything. So starting with Google and Meta exactly. is, is, I mean, again, cause you know, he always says, right. Like do everything, but like, if you don't have the budget to do everything, like starting there is, exactly. it's a great, uh, exactly. thank you. That's, that's a solid tip. Yeah, for sure. And also if you have a Meta Google Ad program that has been doing well, you kind of feel like you're hitting diminishing returns and you've really pushed the tempo for a while. Sure. Have, you know, consider opening up. And especially this is where like any company's core audience and how they sell to become a factor. Like if you are an Amazon seller, that's your primary business. Okay, Amazon ads, you know, might even right. you might even want to replace Google ads with that. Or if you're like a Gen Z, Gen Alpha, you know, teenage beauty brand, like hey, TikTok might make sense for you earlier or Snap. Um yeah, no, like awareness of where your audience is always starts with that, but totally. like, yeah, yeah, no, that's common sense awareness, too. Like, if you <laughs> yeah. don't know where they are, then that's a problem, yeah. Like, you need, if to, you, like, you you need to know your audience first before you get into buying ads, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of homework on that one, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And also, like, organic and paid, like, paid can kind of if you've had trouble, like, with you know, some form of organic traction. Not that you can build any huge follow base anymore. The TikTok era has, has actually made that more democratized than ever. But if like you've had no organic TikTok traction and you're a kind of younger skewing uh, D2C brand and then you're like, well, let's jump to paid. It's like, hey, yes, paid can help hone and, and you know, drive conversions, algorithmic precision, all that. But don't, that you didn't have like an organic, like meritocratic kind of breakthrough. You should learn from that and, and still try like your creative probably isn't there yet. So there's also yeah. the how much in creative versus media side. Um years ago you used to be able to just get away with, you know, direct response performance out by meta were just so good and so perfect. And like it was their kind of glory days that your creative kind of didn't even need to be that good. Now it's it's different. Yeah. So Creat yeah. So it, you can't push a dead horse basically if the creative sucks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What um what is like a baseline uh success conversion rate or numbers that you look for if something is actually working? Yeah, um, I mean as best as humanly possible to and this won't become a whole country, but like attribution yeah. and, and and like you know, windows and like and value, but to the best extent possible, you can actually be backing into, you know, some form of return, not even return on ad spend, meaning like how much revenue you spent hundred bucks, how much revenue did you generate? And if you were like generating leads, then you should have some level of what the average lead worth. If you haven't measured that, you should. Um and you're having some sort of even back the envelope return on ad spend, even better ROI, like hey, what what's the actual profit or like net earnings on this versus yeah. the ad spend? But um I would say generally speaking, like for your average you know, you're selling a, a product or a, a service that's like has a decent buy rate is isn't crazy expensive because again this varies when your average order value, you know, or your services cost 
thousands versus hundreds versus tens, but kind of your average wheelhouse, like three to fifty dollar average order value sort of thing. Like a three to five percent conversion rate, meaning of people who hit your site, three to five percent of them, yeah, you know, actually do the thing of value isn't a bad place to start. I'd say that if if you're like trying to generate email newsletter subscriptions, like that could be a bit higher, but you might be able to notch like five to ten percent of that low scale if you're really pre-qualifying in your in your ads. Um but there might be others, you know, like a very down funnel multi-step flow that, you know, like credit card applications, deeper stuff where one percent might be, you know, pretty good. So, wow, yeah. that's that's There's crazy because I I'm so used to hearing like twenty to thirty, and the you know the numbers that you said are so much lower, which I guess it makes it because it's just so much more competitive now. Maybe yeah. Um, I mean, not that twenty thirty percent isn't impossible. Like if it's a kind of simple auto filled like email main email sort of thing, that's that's possibly possibly there, or you know, for like your first dollar brand search, like you know, most precise meta maybe, but um, your average kind of use case, 35%, like you're like an e-commerce brand. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's uh, kind of comforting to know. <laughs> like, yeah. You're doing okay if you even have low numbers. It's like, just keep going. Yeah, I mean, as long as, again, the math works out. And, and, right, right, know, right. If the math is there, the and yeah, totally. Exactly. If there's ROI on it, then, then keep... Actually, that's a good question. Like... um how long do you give um a specific ad or something runway to see if it's successful uh days weeks like what's what i mean i know it moves fast but like what's the general yeah yeah, yeah i mean this gets into like what i call like the, the learning periods of all of these platform algorithms and they've gotten really good at like telling you when you're in them or not meaning the way like you know the machine learning works like the the you're running conversion in getting meta, you cycle in a new creative, and it'll tell you, you know, like, hey, hey, this is a new creative. We might have like a baseline sense of who to serve it to because all the account history and what we know have worked, and increasingly it's getting, you know, even better and better. But you're in the learning period now where like we're serving it out, we're kind of getting a sense of does this app perform your existing stuff? Does this reach a different audience? Um, how it sort of does. And you, the, the more frequent your conversion events or the more you spend, the faster you'll get out of the learning yeah. period because it needs, it's like a, a stack problem. It's like it needs enough data to be like, you know, it used to be 50 conversions at least, 50 events, um, but it's on speedier and speedier. And then once you're kind of through the learning period, then it's like kicked into gear. You've kind of seen it go from, go from worse to better. And then you can kind of have anywhere from like a few days to a few weeks kind of honeymoon period with the piece of yeah. creative. So generally folks agree that you got to at least let the algorithm have the time and it's different on every every platform like to get through that learning because until then it's like you might see that it's not looking great but this is where like sample size and statistical right. variance and like false you know false negatives what sample size are you comfortable with like making a decision on yeah um i mean once once the platform is kind of alert you for one that you're comfortable through the learning period for two um rough rough back the envelope like at least 10 events on a thing of the thing that matters to you yeah like any less than that starts to get pretty crazy then even even then um you want more so like 10 events a day yeah at a minimum 
and then this part of the larger like bigger brands and bigger budgets like sometimes you're just trying to grind out three to five things um but the way you those work you kind of got to keep it in balance thankfully they've been requiring fewer and fewer events to kind of learn and figure stuff out so Steph, I've heard again from different places that kind of it you don't really know much until you get a hundred people through. Yeah, exactly. Like that's even fifty, a hundred even better. Like the more the better, honestly. Yeah. Um, but you have a like higher AOE AOB rare events, your learning period will take a bit longer. The hundred will cost you more. So does that get down right. or not? Whether um, it's longer or faster with more money. Exactly. Not to yes. mention yet to your point, like purchase cycle realities. Um and how long it takes to realistically like frequency build guys on this like full funnel. Um not whole nurture flow and all that. Yeah, <laughs> nurture play. <laughs> Keep them happy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna take a hard left turn because I know we're kind of uh coming up in the last few minutes. <laughs> We've been so much in the weeds on ads. This is great. I, I geek out over this. But uh outside yeah. of your career, what is uh what's a hobby that kind of takes you away and, and helps you relax? Oh, um, yeah, I love that. I like this. Um, my wife and I love food. We're, I mean, we're in New York. Love food, love travel. We stay a little one year anniversary in Europe. Um, there's like new restaurants. She really loves new restaurants. So I'm either like doing that game in New York, which is, which is fun. We like that. Um, or delivery, honestly, since COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it's not from going there to delivery up there. Um, Love music. Once upon a time, I was, I was a pretty serious uh, upright bass player and like electric bass player, like nice. and jazz. Yeah. Um, high school, college, like that, like a big, big part of my life. So I still love seeing music, especially with like the the buds of mine. I'm still very close with what I like, was in bands with and played that music with. We still see jazz shows. We go to like Blue Note, Vanguard, all of that. That's fun. Yeah. To escape. Um, I'm a big, I mean, this is more like nerdy math. But I'm a big New York Times crossword guy. So I like that's a little for my morning ritual. My dad's the same. Yeah, I'm trying to construct the puzzle. That's on my like bucket list of like life achievements that I want to publish. But that is so damn hard. But that's I once want to have the gusto to to give that a try. I'm just impressed by the longevity of the crossword puzzle. Like it's been going for so long. Totally unchanged. Yeah. It's just they know what they're doing. It's perfect. Yeah, like, I mean, Sudoku was the first real, like, puzzle innovation in a while, and even that's yeah. old now, but, yeah, no, and it's like, a talk about community, the crossword, especially the crossword constructor community, it's, like, so, it's small, but, like, it runs deep. Yeah, 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 That oh, That would be a, such an interesting subset of people to, to talk to and get into, of, like, the really passionate crossword people. There's, like, a, like... Doc, I think John Stewart was in it. He did in it. It's called wordplay. It was like 10 Of course, John. I mean, John Stewart makes a lot of sense. That <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well packed, but it's a good little it's like there's like crossword tournaments and all that. Like yeah. Speed and all that. It's fun. <laughs> That's epic. <laughs> so uh I'll kind of roll out the red carpet a little bit for you. What uh what do you got going on in your life? What are you excited about? What's coming up for you? Yeah, um back in camp sounds really always interesting. I mean, these days. It's it's your time in a sense of like dollars mm. have to be justified more intensely than ever. Like macroeconomy stuff. Like it's it's times under a lot of pressure by essentially agencies and platforms. So summers eight years ago, like agents agency Fridays, <laughs> like advertising Fridays were more of a thing. Now 
oh, hey, like, Friday, work from home, find, like, find some more chill. Summer's going to be a bit of a, a downturn unless you're, like, uh, out that brand or a big summer entertainment where 4th of July, summer is, like, your high period. Yeah. Usually summer is a bit more, um, or, or a, a bit less intense, always on 24-7, but this summer is different. So back from Cannes, there's already lots of conversations happening, lots of, um, yeah, business of, happening quick. Yeah, so this summer will be will be a bit more work y um not that way. We have yeah. we have our anniversary trip. So um I'm So that yeah, yeah the anniversary sounds the awesome. Last. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh yeah, we're going back to the office more, Hudson Yards, like three days uh in every week, you know, on a rotating basis for folks, especially with creativity and like yeah. Um, yeah. Engineering, different verticals and companies have, have, have different, you know, justifications for it. But I get very, you know, I really, really miss this, which I didn't want it. So that's kind of more of a thing. I live super close to Hudson Yard, so that's that's one thing I can walk and then walk. So basically, it sounds like work-life balance is the main goal. Um. Yeah. Like work. Work at the office. Work from home. Balance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and. But also taking the best of like remote work and having satellite folks that are great talent, um, and kind of you know not going back to totally what it was. That's sort of thing. Um, but other than that, just usual few weddings. Um, yeah. Always holiday period like Cyber Monday, back back to school, Halloween. Black the cycle Friday. never the cycle never stops. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Even now, it's like become a thing. I mean, certainly like back to school. We're, Big grants planned much further in advance than you can imagine. Oh yeah, I bet. Stuff. Um, that's so. It's so. I mean, that's again. That's wild that you're saying. Kind of, you know, the living in the moment, but also you're you're living so much in the future of like you know where yeah. brands are going to be in the next six twelve months because uh, yeah, it's, it's already like, planned out. You know, inventory and stockage and retail and, and yeah. trends and yeah, inflation. It's it, it can be wild, but um, it's a full plate. Yeah, that's the uh, even watching that. We the bear in the show, so we got that. I'll be later tonight. Hell yeah! Well, dude, thank you so much for being on. I'm gonna, I'll, I, I'm, I see we got you in the time slot that you're available, which I'm very happy with. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess I'll, I'll flip it on you. Like in the last minute, what's going on with you? Um, how's the podcast going? It's going good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I again, I, you know, started kind of DMing people that uh, I maybe thought we're slightly out of my reach and people have been saying yes. And it's super exciting. I did, uh, I, from this morning to just now, I so I have the other side of my show is called crafting creativity, which is kind of just me just spitting off the brain and making cool videos. Um, so I shot four episodes of that today and edited four mm-hmm. episodes. And, uh, so yeah, the podcast is moving. I got a couple of, uh, pretty good paying client gigs later this week. And, so you know, rent rent is secured and the podcast is moving forward. So, had some some uh, biking time with the kids in the in the yard today, and it's been it's been solid. Sounds like a good a good. I mean, you gotta like you know generate eat when you kill, and, and you're on the hook. You're your own you're your own boss, but yeah, if it's all balanced. Sounds like you work damn hard. Um, that's awesome. I mean, again, it's it's kind of getting up at the. Oh, well, I I guess I shit. I just passed uh, the twelve hour mark on today because I get up. I got up at five, 
because uh, I the main point was I wanted to film all, all four videos today before the kids got up. Um, cool. And I can pretty much one take with a teleprompter. Um, mm-hmm. So but I still like had to get everything set up and everything. So I was when I came upstairs and the kids were just waking up, I was like, I did it. All right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good day today. Good. But nice yeah. Well, I appreciate your time and uh, for everybody uh, watching and listening, uh, I appreciate you and I will see you next time.